Hello. This is Jared. <laughs> all right. My levels are all right. <laughs> you did not sound like Jared. No, I didn't even try. I don't think I could pull that off without some practice. <laughs> this is not where I'm going to premiere my Jared impression. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. This is Ian. And we are without Jared this evening. He had something else come up, so we're just going to plot along without him. Um, so on this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord, uh, Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you can still post to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. This week, uh, we've got a lot of snake oil salesmen. Ooh. And uh, swift outrage, and apparently today was a bad day for the Republicans. <laughs> but uh, but first, let's start off with a couple follow-ups, uh, specifically about satanic displays on public property. I don't know which one to start with. I guess we'll just do it in the order they're in here. Iowa uh, has a bill banning satanic displays on state property. Yeah. Uh, and the article specifically, it has, actually has a video of Lucian Greaves from the Satanic Temple talking about how, yeah, that that's unconstitutional. Like, you can't just pick right. one group out and say, you don't get to participate in anything. It's along the lines of, now, we've talked about this. Come on now. <laughs> that's the whole point. Now, Iowa is where they had the uh, the display that was attacked, right? Right. And that guy was correctly. charged with a hate crime. So that was that was a bonus. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was in the last week or so, I think. Yeah. I saw that he was charged with a hate crime. He qualifies. The only reason yeah, he did it, it was because of the, the religion that the people followed. So, yeah, hate crime. Yeah, Greaves also said this is all backfiring for the Christian nationalist movement. They are overplaying their hand, and they're leading people to embrace Satanism. They're leading people to object to what they're doing. So, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he's right. Uh, and another law in Arizona, a bill to prohibit satanic displays on public property. Come on, Arizona, do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, one in, the one in Arizona, I mean, it's basically the exact same bill. Get ready for the lawsuits, because they're coming if you're doing this. Yep. So, let me go to what, I threw these under health and medicine, but let's start off with the original story. Uh, Skeptical Inquirer has, a, has an article from Nick Tiller, who talks about Clark Stanley. Have you ever heard of this name? No. That's that a new does one. not immediately ring a bell. Well, he was the original. He is where the... Snake oil salesman, that term comes from. Ah. Oh. Uh, he was the self-styled rattlesnake king. He ran a, basically a, a, a freak show, nice. a circus of sorts, 
that traveled the Old West. And he would call people in with, you know, the spectacular, the strong man and the, the bearded lady and all the different, like, you know. Sure. Uh, back, what was termed the freak show back Absolutely. then. Absolutely. I want to see some Siamese twins. <laughs> but he didn't. That's not where he made his money. Mm. At the end of the circus, he would draw everybody in with his snake oil. He would pull out a rattlesnake, cut it open, and throw it into boiling water. And as the fat would, like, rise to the top, he would skim that off and then use it to create Stanley's snake oil. The strongest known... Yeah, medicine, the strongest known for pain and lameness. Hmm. He claimed it treated rheumatism, neuralgia, hmm. sciatia, lame back, lumbago, toothache, sprains, and much more. <laughs> so he would sell it and then just hightail it out of town, of course. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And he would also do the, the, he was the original, bring the guy up on stage, have him use the, the snake oil, and, and suddenly he's able to walk around and move much more than he, uh, than he could before. Normally he would pay these individuals. Sure. Uh, just, you know, a percentage. Uh, I don't think it was a cut, but like a percentage of what he would expect to make. And uh, then, you know, sell bottles and bottles and bottles of it. Of greasy snake boiled off. That's a Gross. heck of a deal. <laughs> and how many Western movies was that guy depicted in? You go, the guy shows up with a big travel trailer, two oxen pulling it, and bottle right. and bottles and bottles of things with shiny and purple liquids inside. <laughs> but this guy brought a whole circus with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, supposedly, the snake oil that he sold contained mineral oil, a fatty oil believed to be beef fat, red pepper to warm the skin. <laughs> And turpentine for that powerful medicinal aroma. <laughs> nice. I mean, this the, dude is way ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> or this is just a classic con. Good for him. Yeah. Or I mean, he's or he started one of the styles of classic con, Mister Clark Stanley. Good job. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, let's go to the modern day snake oil salesman. Mm. Uh, article on science based medicine about herbal supplements. Today's snake oil. And they're talking about adulteration of herbal supplements. So here's the thing. There was a law passed, the, the DSHEA, Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994. Mm. It created a separate category for herbal supplements, allowing them to bypass regulation, government regulation of their industry. So, you know, it... It's herbal. It's just plants. You can't regulate this unless it's basically unless it's on your pre-scheduled stuff. Like marijuana doesn't count because it's on what is scheduled one. Yeah, because it works. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it <Right>. works. <laughs> but the herbal supplements, you don't need to regulate this stuff, so you don't even have to look at what we're putting in it. And as it turns out, uh, the adulteration of herbal supplements is using actual medicine in the herbal supplements. So they're bypassing regulations, but then using actual pharmaceuticals that should be regulated, that yeah. are regulated <laughs> within the herbal supplements. One of the big ones is uh, the the herbal uh, supplements marketed for male erection. Right. Actually include Viagra and Cialis. Really? Oh. <laughs> huh. 
but then they bypass regulation by saying it's an herbal supplement. Well, I mean, but if it actually has that medication in it... Um, I said herbal supplement. Uh, I, oh, okay. <laughs> There's something about uh, if you use a, a limited percentage, then it, it doesn't, you know... Huh. I just love that they can arms, cram whatever else they want into it once it's classified as a supplement. Like, right. What's it? Frank Thomas, what's in Nugenics? Well, it's just ground up Viagra cocaine shoved into a gel cap. <laughs> we sprinkled some thyme on top and now it's herbal. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a, a percentage, you know, of in it that at some level that has to not be bro- broached. I got to think. I guess, but they never test it. So how would they right. ever know? <laughs> right. Interesting. Ooh, they're getting more dangerous every round. They really are. Huh. St. John's wort with actual antidepressants in it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know how this doesn't get, doesn't fall back under being regulated well, by the FDA, but. Well, I think, doesn't that 1994 bill say something along the lines of the the testing is not necessary as well? But they don't test the herbal supplements, so nobody would ever right. know unless somebody tests it independently and tells on them. Interesting. Yeah, so her- herbal products not purified contain dozens or hundreds of ingredients, generally have low doses of or and even lower bioavailability with highly variable properties. Mm. So, yeah, they they put whatever they want and you know, if they want it to work, throw some actual medicine in there. Wow. And people think, "Oh, well this actually works for me." That's dangerous. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another story related to the snake oil salesman. This comes from Consumer Health Digest, the most recent one uh, from quackwatch.org. The early estimates mm. of in-hospital deaths related to hydroxychloroquine. Researchers from France and Canada have estimated that there were 16,990 hydroxychloroquine-related deaths during the first wave of COVID-19. And there's been more since. Data data from six countries, Belgium, Turkey, France, Italy, Spain, and the U.S. Wow. I mean, yeah, it is is a dangerous drug. It's used to treat malaria. And what was it? And rheumatic disease or something. Yeah. Autoimmune stuff. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot more than I thought. And that's just in the first wave. There's been how many waves since then? Yeah. And this this study only really covered that, that one little time period. Phew. I was going to say, haven't we moved into Forever Wave yet? Well, yeah, we're pretty much in Forever Wave. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we're stuck no with more. it now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, there in in the um, Victims of Q, that's not the name of it, the, um, the subreddit that I peek into every once in a while, there are still people that take that shit on a daily basis. Nice. Yeah. Well, apparently those people don't really have any heart-related mortality issues <laughs> because hydroxychloroquine... Really uh, doesn't work if you have heart issues. Right. Damn. I mean, how many people were killed by the vaccine? What did they figure? Two? (laughs) You just wait. Yeah. Oh, right. It's it's five years now, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Hard to say. Yeah. We can probably keep moving the goalposts until we get to where we're going. Damn. I wonder if anybody's doing a similar study on um, hydroxychloroquine, and there was the other one that people were taking, the, the dewormer. Ivermectin? Ivermectin. That's it. That's it. I wonder how many deaths from ivermectin. And people were taking that on the regular, too. And you're supposed to take it, you know, if you get worms. I wonder how many people have 
repeatedly shed their intestinal lining at this point and are just, yeah. you know, living their last days. Ugh, so gross. Because <laughs> people are idiots. Uh, and this story, under the same uh, same kind of thing, comes a little bit closer to home. Butler, Pennsylvania. Mm. There's a hotel in the outskirts of town that looks a lot like lodging one can find on any American highway. But uh, over the years, it's been a Holiday Inn, a Days Inn. The sign outside, or the sign outside, now bears a brand new growing chain: the Tesla Wellness Hotel and Medbed Center. Um. Uh, no relation to the <laughs> Tesla car company whatsoever. Sure. Nice. I'm sure that'll go well. <laughs> this place is about 45 minutes north of Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah, it's a new age clinic equipped with bio healers, mm. which are canisters that the company claims exude life force energy. Uh-oh. Also called bio photons. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, they sell these canisters for home use. Prices start at $599. Wow. And range all the way up to $11,000 for their largest model. Uh, there is an image of a woman down there, an Amish woman in Ohio, floating with a pool noodle amongst biohealing generators at the wellness center. Uh, so, yeah, they've got a pool, they throw some of these canisters in, and, uh, you know, they give off vibrations. Oh, good lord. <sighs> I mean, back to the whole Tesla name. So there, there's no direct competition with Tesla Incorporated that makes vehicles, so they could probably get away with it since it's a person's name. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah, it, it's not a made-up thing. At, yeah, I know. So, yeesh. I just... Figured that something that would be trademarked in some sort of way by now. Yeah, but without the without a competitive product, I don't. I don't think it matters. All right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's snake oil like again. Yeah. Just in a more exactly. sophisticated form. They blend high tech jargon, not high tech actual high tech, just the jargon, uh, with spiritual terminology of traditional and Eastern medicine mm. to claim that their treatments reverse aging, restore <laughs> mental acuity. And fight off COVID-19 better than the vaccine. <laughs> well, at least I'm not claiming to, to you know, cure cancer. Uh, one, one woman from New Jersey said, I'm desperately seeking any help from all to answer my prayers to a cure for my son's cancer. Hmm. Okay, then. Yeah. Uh-oh. What's actually inside the canisters? A mix of fine, naturally active stones and activated fine metal grout sands and proprietary polymers that are manufactured with special technology. Ooh. <laughs> oh dear. They also sell bottles of water in 24 packs for $150. Oh. I mean they prayed over the water at least. <laughs> the water has been imbued with life force energy. Mm. It can increase energy, libido, improve breathing, digestion and sleep, reduce pain and lead to vivid dreams. To indicate enhanced brain activity. Mm. So the... Um, Any of this sound familiar from the very first story about the snake oil salesman? <laughs> yes, very much, uh, very much so. So the, the, the physician who founded the place earned a medical degree in China and a PhD in human nutrition at Penn State University. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Well, they're not using any nutrition here, so... <laughs> Versus a PhD in human nutrition, though. Wow. Yeah, I like that they're keeping their venture close to home. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, crazy stuff. It is. Apparently in the uh in the entryway to the one of the images shows that in the entryway to the clinic, I use that word loosely mm. here, uh is an image of Tesla. Oh, Mr. Tesla? Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah. I but why? I don't I don't know. There doesn't right. seem to be anything related to what Tesla did. Yeah, there's anywhere no, in here, but Yeah, there's no electricity stuff. Uh, Tesla had all kinds of different inventions, not just electricity. So who knows? Maybe he wandered into the biohealing as well. <laughs> Sad. Anyway, uh, that's all I have on the snake salesman. <laughs> Let's move on to stuff in the news. Uh, there was an article on C-SPAN that I uh, linked in here. I believe I was going to reference the... Uh, there was an article on Center for Inquiry that I don't have right now, talking about the National Prayer Breakfast, which just happened. It was a, a little quieter Ew. this time around. It was, but Fucking the nerds. Center for Inquiry put out an article about it. If I find it, I'll, I'll link it on the webpage, talking about that this not only is a waste of time, but mm -hmm. should never happen. Oh, no, it like, definitely shouldn't. <laughs> this is politicians getting together to pray together, but not really. It's more of a networking kind of breakfast like you're christian i'm christian let's do christian things this is <laughs> this goes against our constitution it really does it i mean not it, happen yeah i mean it, it's almost required for politicians to go to the prayer breakfast i don't think it's actually required but there are powerful you people would be that, foolish not to yeah exactly now it was who is it who started it i mean it's one of our, our common enemies uh, there was a, there's a Netflix movie called The Family. That's them. Uh, I forget, I forget what they, their, their official name is, but yeah, a group of, a group of people led by Christian nationalists got together and said, hey, we can influence politics by, uh, preying on their weak religious beliefs. Mm. Make them do what we want because we are a powerful lobby. Fellowship Foundation was involved. I don't even think it started mm. as a powerful lobby. It was just... Oh, I don't they think... used they used their religion to, as an in. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a, actually a lobby at all. It just performs the same function as one <laughs> without the the money passing around. It's a it's a lobby of power. Born hmm. in Australia as well. Interesting. Yeah, it works here. Why not spread it across the, the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, something else in the news over in Oklahoma. This is a weird. I don't even remember throwing this in here. Did you put this in here, Karen? Maybe. <laughs> the uh, Oklahoman has an article about a senator who has filed a bill to end no-fault divorces. Oh, yeah. So th that means if um, your spouse is verbally abusive, you can't just say, I'm not putting up with this anymore, I'm leaving. You have to stay married. There has to be a fault. He has to hit you, or she has to hit you, whatever, or cheat in some way, and it needs to be provable. It's a way of controlling it functionally it's a way of controlling women and making sure that they stay in marriages that they don't want to be in anymore. <laughs> One step closer to a handmaiden's tale. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it just following on the theme of what the hell Oklahoma they've been doing this. I think we've had an Oklahoma story for like the past 6 weeks of what are you doing? <laughs> I think I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're getting weird down there. They are. I mean they're always weird but they, something's going on. Yeah. Give them a little ex too much juice. Yep. Arizona, so according to the article, Sorry. according to the article, a no-fault divorce, if it's eliminated, 
Uh, if you seek to end a marriage, you'll have to prove other elements by clear and convincing evidence. And one thing, each judge would be singularly charged with weighing if adultery has been proven, or insanity can be proven, if cruelty can be proven. Like, it would all be up to a judge as to whether or not you have proven that you deserve a divorce. Right. That's gross. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just I hate you and can't stand the person anymore is not good enough in the or in this person's view is what we should go back to. Yeesh. And everything about the divorce would be open for viewed viewing by the public. Right, because you have to actually prove it, which means you have to get up in court and show the pictures right. of when the person punched you in the face. Yeah, you got to add shame to the mix. Yeah, man, that's absolutely crazy. Meanwhile, in uh, the the judge, the one person I don't know who it is. They're talking about Edwards. Uh, I'm not sure who that is, but a judge. She says in her 25-year career, 99% of the divorce cases have been filed on the grounds of incompatibility. This, so this would eliminate 99% of the, the divorces that have happened in the last 25 years. Right. Or at least force some of those 99% to actually present the abuse or, you know, the right. instead of just, you know, making it go away, actually have to I'm trot sure. out all the proof. I'm sure what he's thinking is, see, this will eliminate 99% of divorces. It'll make, uh, you know, it'll make the family life better. Yeah. Similar to the abortion argument. I don't like abortion and I don't, you know, you, you want to tell me why you're getting an abortion? I'm just going to stick my fingers in my ears. Yeah. It, it brought to you by the party of small government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over in Iowa, we have a bill that would allow school districts to hire religious chaplains. <laughs> Wait, did we just do this in Texas? Yes, mm. yes we did. Uh, there are apparently 11 states looking at this. Uh, looks like Iowa might be number two. A bill advanced out of the House subcommittee that would uh, that would allow this. So the subcommittee approved it in Iowa. Yeah, it's not going well in Texas. I don't know if you're paying attention, but <laughs> a lot of school districts districts are saying, no, this is not, we don't want unqualified religious people in our schools uh, giving counseling to kids. Unfortunately, there are, I'm sure, a number of school districts that are like, yes, this is awesome. We can save money to put into football by not paying somebody mm. who's actually qualified to do this job. So. I guess it's true. Yeah. Wow. Now, I mean, one thing, so this case is, is a different one because this bill actually got out of committee. A lot of the cases that we talk about are brought up and never make it out of committee. but That's true. But some of them do, like this one. Like that divorce thing. It should never come out of committee. It should not. Half the people that are going to be voting on it had no-fault divorces, I would bet you. <laughs> right. <laughs> bet you money. So, although, I mean, the same could be true of, of abortion. I mean, you know, a third of the people that are voting down abortion have had family members that had abortions for various different reasons, and they still vote it down. So, who knows? Well, because when you have money, mm, doesn't you matter. You can get around. You can skirt it. You right. Know. Yep. True. If as long as you have enough money to go someplace that that law doesn't exist. Yep. All right. Something a little bit more lighthearted, although <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on your point of view. Uh, swift outrage. I <laughs> referenced to the beginning of the show. This is, of course, in reference to Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. What's she up to now? She seems nice. She, we yeah. talked about this last week, about how the right, specifically Fox News, but a lot of 
like you know jared's friends and <laughs> right are really having a shit fit about swift dating a football player one i i can't tell you how many times i've seen on twitter and on reddit uh well not reddit so much but specifically on twitter talking about how she's gold digging <laughs> this guy, this guy, you know, every time he wins a game, he gets a $70,000 bonus check. Clearly, she's going for the money. She's a billionaire. <laughs> Self-made billionaire. I don't know if she had a, you, you know. she gives a shit about $70,000 check? No. <laughs> uh, and then there's this article, which is on CenterForInquiry.org. Brett Favre. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, talking about Taylor Swift, again, Musician with half a billion followers online. Brett Favre says she's obviously using Travis Kelsey, however you pronounce his name, for, for publicity. <laughs> it's a money grab, and it's not going to end well. Oh, Taylor Brett. is using Travis for publicity. <laughs> That's just absurd. Well, I mean, it tells it shows you what the people, they, they live in a bubble of their own making. They have no idea who this woman is. They have no idea the, the sway that she has over the youth of America, mostly female, <laughs> but not completely. Wow. No idea who she is. Yeah. The, the number of people who follow Taylor Swift, I don't know. Really bigger than the <laughs> National Football League followers? I don't know. I think it has to be. Half a billion? She has half a billion followers online. I mean, that's bigger than the United States population. So Yeah, mm, that's a lot of people. It is. I don't think American football makes it much outside of the U.S. A little bit, but not a lot. Right, It's that's new. They're just trying it out these last couple of years. Yeah, well, and they've tried it before a few times, and it hasn't gone right. over. <laughs> so No, I mean, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a couple uh, games at Wembley. Mm -hmm. Last year, they added a Germany game and a Mexico City game. Yeah, but there's what three hundred, hundred, three hundred odd million yeah. people in the United States. She's got five hundred million people. Yeah, yeah, for very much yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the issue is. Yeah, I'm glad they're, you know, I'm glad they get on well together. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, football. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, I think football is 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 doing just fine with this association. It's just that yeah. oh, I think it's I think it's flourishing because of it. Yeah, right. It's just the hardcore Republicans that are having a heartache about it, for sure. And that's only because she's you know a strong woman Democrat. So crazy. I, I like what Joshua just said. Taylor Swift is a level twenty bar joining your level five party in, in, in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I don't know if this is true, but I kind of hope it is. There was a tweet saying, I'm a big 49ers fan, but Tucker Carlson said he'd kill himself if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Now I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Tucker, do you see where he is currently? Just as a sidebar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you did you see in? What's that? Tucker Carlson, you know where he's at? Has he hanging out with Putin? Yep. <laughs> yes, that's he for, is. That's for real? That's for real. He, nice. He was been in Russia for the past five days, I think. He was seen at the Bolshoi, <laughs> and today, yesterday, I don't know, something like that. He, um, I'm using air quotes. You can't see me. He interviewed Putin. He's not a mm. journalist, so it's not really a thing for him. But no, but <laughs> I mean, dude was unemployed, and <laughs> you know, the president of Russia said, "Will you make me a propaganda film?" <laughs> He's gonna say yes. Sure. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I don't want to get poisoned. 
Yeah. I hate being poisoned. That's <laughs> one of my least favorite things. <laughs> yeah, but just, uh, it, yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I wanted, uh, uh, it's all it's going to be all over Twitter, so. Because, of course, Elon is supporting this and wants the video to be only available on Twitter. Because that makes perfect sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else about Swift or football? or? She has a new album coming out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. Really? <laughs> yeah. She announced yeah, it. Yeah, she great. announced it at the Grammys. Yep. Ah, see, I forgot to watch the Grammys. Hmm. I heard there were some good performances. Yep. I, I didn't watch. I heard Joni Mitchell came out. I, I heard uh, Fast Car by... Uh, hmm. Oh, Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman was there singing with some and country did a duet dude. With Luke Combs. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I caught it afterwards. It nice. was really, really good. I'll we'll look into that too. Yeah, it was really nice to see the audience really appreciating Tracy Chapman too. She doesn't do much in public anymore, and that song is amazing. So, well done. Miley Cyrus wore a Miley Cyrus outfit, and her hair was bouffant. Uh, I don't even know how. Didn't to she have s- some crazy Tina Turner hair going on? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a thing on Reddit saying that uh, Miley is not here, it is only Zool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I dig that. Chainmail dress, it was crazy, yeah. Made out of safety pins, yeah. Something like that. Killer Mike got arrested. Yeah! yeah. Still, still yeah. don't know why. Won a Grammy first and then got arrested? I didn't yep. even hear what that was about. Won three Grammys and then got arrested. Oh, there Ooh. you go. Yeah. He went over the Grammy limit. You get arrested. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was about. He was heard saying as he was being taken away, are you serious? So <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was, it was not, didn't look like it was a stunt. So, All right. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, I got something under the religious nonsense category. February 1st is apparently World Hijab Day. Oh, do we all, yeah. do we all have to wear them? <laughs> <laughs> It is, they, they were using the hashtag veiled in strength. <laughs> that is their, so the, the tagline was unveiling is is strength. Well, no, the, 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 the so Miriam Namazi wrote an article called unveiling is strength. Their tagline is veiled in strength. Sure. And I don't agree with Miriam Namazi on several things. However, this is a good article. It's a really good article. She details out why the hijab is not a symbol of strength for women. Yeah, I, she asked the question, how is it strength to do as you are told? Right. I mean, I, I don't know. What is the argument that it is a it makes you strong to wear the hijab? I mean, so I the argument that I have heard is I am a strong Muslim woman and I choose to do this in order to not just show my religion and you know in public but to follow the uh what Allah wants for me except and that that's the argument but the the problem with it as as Miriam Namazi says is that the veiling of women is an imposition right. it is forced it is compulsion how can it be your choice when the choice is of the the husband, father, brother, uncle, uh, and that, that you follow this, it's just a play on words to make the hijab palatable and conceal its role in controlling women and girls. Wait, I mean, the whole um, point of the veil is that it is to it is to prevent men from losing control. How about men just don't lose control and women can look the way they want to look? It it, it is ugh makes me so angry well i was gonna say because that's obviously nonsense (laughs) 
one of the many facets of a woman's power is her sexuality. If she's wearing the hijab, you can rob her of that, and she's even weaker. Mm, right. You can treat her however you want, because your neighbor has no idea how hot or not she is. <laughs> wow. I mean, and That's the, the, thing. the repercussions to not wearing the hijab. So it's a choice to... to 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 wear the hijab, except the 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 alternative. Well, it depends on where you are. In Iran, you'll get arrested, possibly killed, likely killed. Um, in a lot of other countries, your family will kill you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no, it is not a choice. That's bullshit. It might be a choice in in London, but even in London, your family still might kill you, and at best, they'll just you know kick you out on the street. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Angry. Yeah, she she actually mentions the hijab and chastity law, that's what it's called, mm. in Iran. Uh, children from 9 to 15 years who remove the veil will face a fine and can be banned from leaving the country up to two years. Now, get that. They're banned from leaving the country. Mm. So they have to stay in the place where they're being oppressed. Uh, for adults, the sentence can be a lot higher, including prison sentences, loss of job, that's right. The government can take your job away, um, and even the the even death. Um, now, the government doesn't have any punishment of death, but the religious police will detain you. And like uh, Masajina Amini, who died under while under the control of the religious police, yeah, uh, death I mean, is not off the table. Right. It might not be written down in in you know in a hadith, but. The end result's the same. You're still dead. Yeah, I, I am a big proponent of women can wear whatever the hell they want, but if you wear the hijab, I don't see it as strength from you. No. It just it just brings pity to mind because you're you are you've been brainwashed slash controlled by somebody or multiple people. All right. Uh let's move on. Yay. To politics. Um, I have another article just because I'm not letting go of Mike Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Beast has an article about the profound influence of Christian extremists, not Christian nationalists, Christian extremists on Mike Johnson. Well, he is one of them. So it's not just a, an influence on him, but it's an right. influence with him, I would say. Very true. I've been locked out of that article. Yeah. Barton, <laughs> uh, David... Barton. This is somebody that, that uh, Mike Johnson has publicly praised. He is a Christian nationalist whose studies have been rejected as wildly inaccurate. The Southern Poverty Law Center entry on Barton notes that he has repeatedly demonized LGBTQ persons and communities, arguing that HIV and AIDS are God-given consequences for that life. Huh. Uh, he was on a show called The Wall Builders. Not sure where that <laughs> name came from. Uh, a podcast um, talking about Johnson and how he will Johnson's uh, won't back down, and he's saying this as a as a good thing. Mm. Barton's website once published an in depth defense of biblical slavery. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yep, slavery is okay. Oh, and we, I mean, we, it's something we haven't talked about, I think, in a while, but there is a form of slavery in this country currently, and that is um, the, the use of prisoners in various different oh, industries. Sure. Mm -hmm. And it's actually codified in, in, you know, in the Constitution that they can be abused and used as slave labor. 
So is that what is he talking about that or is he talking about actual, you know? No, he's talking about slavery as it existed in the Bible and the oh. Bible the Bible is not against slavery. I mean, True. look up slavery in in the Bible. There's nothing said against it. Just just treat them <laughs> a certain way. Yeah. Right. Barton's uh according to the website, he's still behind slavery. <laughs> wow. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it, I mean, the people that think that, you know, the overturning Roe v. Wade is the end of the arguments are not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, they're getting, they're, you know, put all the LGBTQ people in jail, enslaved black people again. Anything is open to, is a, is a possibility. They're not backing down. And how many um, black Republicans have we seen that have gone, oh, that's not what you said. <laughs> I thought, oh, dear. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's always there's always someone. I mean, I guess. Sorry, I just get <laughs> when you brought that up, I thought about future Vice President Tim Scott. <laughs> oh, just not that's not not going to happen. <laughs> uh, you don't think so? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe because you know Trump's an idiot, and he'll think that he'll that'll get him the black vote, which yeah. no, it won't. But <laughs> he teased him. He teased he teased Scott, and he teased Christy Nome. Yeah. He's testing the waters to see how people react. Yeah. yeah. There are far too many thought- racists in the Republican Party. Well, yeah, that's that's a true story. But <laughs> he I think he's so Tim Scott has zero personality, so he'll never outshine him. True. That's true. He's totally about to get married to a totally real person. I promise. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, Trump believes that 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 will be, uh, you know, black votes for Trump. Yeah, Tim, Tim Scott's got that on lockdown. I think Christine, what is her name? Christy Nome, at South Dakota. Yeah, she looks too much like Don Jr.'s wife for him to be okay with that. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But again, she's that's you know now he's got to win back the uh, you know middle class white woman vote, and she'd be a great start in his mind. And th- we don't forget the the fact that he is a a. An uncontrolled lech, and she's she's nice to look at. So that is a big bonus in his book. Probably he seems creepy. Oh, totally creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get. Yeah, he does. I was just <laughs> gonna say, like, I mean, I've seen all those videos with him and and Epstein mm. recently, but I, you know, I guess he's not, you know, just only a pedophile. Maybe he <laughs> likes to abuse women of all ages. I mean, his his lawyer in the Eugene Carroll case. The only reason she had that is because she's pretty. That's it. I don't know. She's a really talented lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Who got yelled at by the judge on how many occasions saying that, you do, do you have any idea how courts work? <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't just bring up things to, to put into the record now. You have to actually enter it in, and then we can talk about it. He said that to her like three times. Crazy. She was asked once in public whether it was better to be pretty or smart, and she did, she said it was better to be pretty because you could fake being smart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you though? No, <laughs> turns out you can't. <laughs> so, right. uh, I, yeah, I give her more, much more of a chance than Tim Scott. He's just using Tim Scott as you know my 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 friend, this black guy. <laughs> Yeah, he'll pass on him. My opinion, he'll pass on him for VP because 
he, he has way too many racists talking in his ears. Mm. Uh, not to mention his his upbringing and his father being so so amazingly racist. Um, and, and he's and racist. He will, he'll offer Tim Scott some position. Oh yeah, sure. Just just I, just to keep him around to keep that to keep the the people that might be coming along with him. You know, you guys don't have to be friends with your vice president, right? You know, Trump's perfectly happy to exploit him. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't. It'll be interesting to see who he picks. Wouldn't it to start a pool? <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, we'll put it on the board. Yeah, we'll lock the votes in next time we have. We'll give Jared some time to think about it. All right. All right. Do you, uh, Karen? Do you want to do the rundown on the Republicans' very, very bad day today? <laughs> yeah. Today, today was a bad day for Republicans. So it started off with um, a ruling in the appeals court. Um, where Trump was trying to say that he was immune from prosecution because he was president. They said no, and not only no, but no, and then not only no, no, but no. And they laid out in like 57 pages the entire argument. So the only place you can – oh, and they also said you can appeal this, but you have till Monday. That's it. You only have till Monday. And the only place it gets appealed to is to the Supreme Court. Um, the only other thing they could do is request an en banc hearing, which means um, three judges ruled on this. And the entire court of the district is like 11 judges. He could request an en banc hearing just to make sure that all 11 justices um, agree. But he'll – I don't know. He might do that just to waste time. But um, ultimately, it'll end up at the Supreme Court. I've, what I think is interesting is I'm not sure the Supreme Court will even hear it. I think they'll just go, nope, we're not getting involved. It's such a hot potato. Well, I'd, even if it – whether it's a hot potato or not, I think they won't get involved because there's no – There's no precedent. standing. There's, there's yeah. nothing for it to <laughs> – Right. Like it can go to the – they can file to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will look at it and go, no. There's no argument. Yeah. There's no – no precedent. There's no winning this argument. There's nothing. So that was that started off the day. Um, the second thing was uh, Weiselberg, who is the CFO of Trump Organization, is going to be pleading guilty to perjury. Hmm. And uh, Judge Ngoran, who is still writing up his um, his ruling on the the you know how many millions of dollars does Trump Organization owe the state, and you know it's something like you know four hundred million dollars to six hundred million dollars. I don't know. It's a huge amount of money. He's still writing up that argument, and he sent a letter today to all the lawyers in that case and said, "Um, I hear that Weiselberg might have perjured himself in this case that I'm currently writing the, my opinion on." So you want to let me know what he lied about, or should I just, you know, not consider anything that he said? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a single one, one pager that just said that. Let me know what he lied about, or I'm just going to assume that it's all lies and make my ruling based on none of his testimony. So that was bad for Trump. Then we moved to the House. To the, this evening, the House had two bills that they wanted to get passed. One was to impeach Mayorkas, who is in head of the uh, border, border. I don't know, whatever. Homeland Security? Uh, yeah, sounds right. Or, Homeland Security. Or, or, or ICE. Yeah. Right? I don't, I'm pretty sure. Homeland Security? Yeah, he's, he's the, the Secretary of, of Homeland Security. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so they had, yeah, they were going to, they want to impeach him. I don't know why. And um, they also had a standalone bill um, with aid for Israel. <laughs> Both of them p failed. Now, that means that the Speaker of the House stood up in front of everybody and said, Ugh, all right, we got all our numbers together. We're all ready to go. Um, let's count the tally. And oh, no, we lost. They don't have yeah. their 
they're not in control of their own party. Supposedly, the might. That's- the Mayorkas one is supposedly is going to be redone tomorrow, and they're they're hauling Steve Scalise away from his cancer treatments to to vote, and then it'll pass tomorrow. But the aid for Israel is not going to pass. And the last one for the very 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 bad day is Rona McDaniel is going to be stepping down from the RNC. <laughs> so now, it, was it last week or the week before that we were floating her as a possible VP? Possibly. Yeah. But in the meantime, that discussion was last week. I don't remember her bring, being brought up, but yeah. yeah so, but uh, um, but Trump dumped on her yesterday, day before, in Truth Social, and now she's out. So she's stepping down. Wow. Yeah, that was a very bad day. Savage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grin- that was an uplifting segment. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When uh, the Speaker Johnson left, the you know he. he Double timed it out and didn't speak to reporters. Just ran. And there's all. If you look on Twitter, it's like theme after you know meme after meme of him running down the hallway. So <laughs> very bad day. Haha. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. I don't know. I so I see the, I see her stepping down. I'm trying to her stepping down specifically. Is that a bad? I mean, that seems like Trump is asserting his control. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't like that. I mean, it's a bad day for Republicans because again, the party of is falling apart. Yes, um, totally inept. I don't know that Trump will see it as a bad thing. Ah. Well, it means he can put somebody in here who will do his specific bidding, but, you know, that, that's not going to go well, so we'll hear how... Interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll use a Fox News article about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just make go. sure you have your ad blockers running. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last thing that I have under politics is about the Heritage Foundation. Hmm. Uh, the Heritage Foundation, uh, there was an interview on New York Times. Um, this is a really interesting interview, and I really suggest that, that people just go and uh, take a look at this. It's an interview with, I believe it's with uh, Kevin D. Roberts, who has taken over the Heritage Foundation. And it's talking about, well, the, just the title of it is the Heritage Foundation's plans for institutionalizing Trumpism. Ooh. So the Heritage Foundation is has been a right-wing like a funding like a behind the scenes puppet master for the Republican Party for decades since the Reagan years. And it seems like they are trying to embrace the Trumpism and make it the basis of the Republican Party to try to heal the wounds within the Republican Party. And specifically, <laughs> he is asked about Project 2025, which, again, is the, the, the takeover plans, the Trump getting back into office and, and his plans on what his campaign is going to do to remove people Permanent, like government workers, not just like political people, but government workers and insert Trumpists uh, into different sections of government or not insert anybody at all and just have pieces of the government collapse in order to maintain control. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the, the scary, scariest projects I've ever seen the details on. Again, he's asked about this and he like smooths it over and talks about yeah there you know there'll be no transparent or he says right now there's no transparency so we're going to what we're going to do is detailed in this project and everybody can see that we're go- you know we're going to get rid of the 
the waste in the Biden administration and replace it with, and I mean, he says replace it with people who who know how to handle things, but it's mm. people who are in their pocket. Of a common opinion, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's also questioned about, um, uh, what's the, the, Victor Orban, the minister of Hungary? Mm. Yes. Um, so the Heritage Foundation hosted an event in Washington, and Victor Orban was a speaker there, and they really are embracing everything he has to say. I mean, he's a strong he's a strong man. <laughs> yeah, well, he's quickly becoming a dictator in Hungary. Yeah. So yeah, they're using what he has done in Hungary as a uh, the model plate for yeah. Wow. Uh, at one at one point, uh, she asked him at CPAC last year. He said, Hungary is the place where we didn't just talk about defeating the progressives and liberals and ca and causing a conservative Christian political turn. We actually did it. And his response is, it's all true and it should be celebrated. Ugh. <laughs> wow. So again, this election upcoming is very important. It really is. For sure. <laughs> I mean, the last election was the most important election you'll ever vote in. This one's more important. <laughs> yeah, right. Until this one. Pretty much until Trump dies, yeah. you got to keep voting. Yep. Well, and it's it's scary not just there, but this won't end. I mean, Trumpism, as we've discussed, no, there is no one to take Trump's place. No. Right. But they're putting these plans in place. If they can get it, it, it doesn't rely on Trump to be there for these plans to work. Yeah. I mean, I, I still see it as the last gasp of, of the minority, though. They know they're in the minority. They know that their minority is shrinking. It, it, right. They know it's. they have to do it now well, or it's never- that's why they're lashing out there because they feel backed into a corner. Right. If they don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And I think, I hope, praise Tay-Tay, they don't have the numbers anymore. They waited too long. They bided their time for too long. I don't think they have the strength to do it. Yeah, I think that's correct, and I hope that's correct. Mm. But yeah, same here. I hope you're right, because I believe it too. Mm. Praise Tay Tay. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm very curious why Taylor Swift hasn't come out and backed Biden. I, I mean, they're they're actually starting to attack her, like verbally and online. Now, granted, I'm sure she has enough people that she gets fairly well insulated from it. Yeah. Sure. She has to know but though. I mean she has right. to know. I mean she of course. she actually um did you know come out in support of Biden in the last election, so she'll do it, but she's got her own thing going on. This is not Im that important to her at all. I mean it's important to her. Well but... I thought she was waiting to do it after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's ah. why we know they're gonna win. Isn't that that whole we're angry at Taylor conspiracy? <laughs> right. That is definitely one of the conspiracies. Yes. <laughs> True. Never never once feeling concerned with the fact that if Donald Trump is so weak a candidate mm. that a single endorsement from Taylor Swift <laughs> will cause Biden to crush him in the upcoming election, perhaps you should try someone new. Yeah, maybe. But that is the fundamental problem with Republicans right now is that they, they can't get away from him. <laughs> they can't at all. They are trapped. They are. And it, it, I mean, today was the perfect day of they are trapped by him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only reason, like the the border, the the Senate um, bill, um, is not going to pass. It gives them almost everything that they want, and the only reason it's not going to pass is because Trump doesn't want it for political reasons. He wants to be yes. able to say Democrats he are weak in the border. He wants to run on that issue, right? But we yeah. all know, <laughs> right? So, oh my God, 
crazy. Crazy. All right. Couple final things. Mm. Um, I put it under conspiracies. It could easily be under our final stories. There is a new type of scam targeting the elderly. I don't know. I think worldwide. There's articles on Ars Technica. So the idea is somebody who is aged gets a gets a call, and the caller tries to convince them, well, one, that they are a financial advisor, uh, and that the market is questionable. The market could uh, take a turn at any time. And they instruct their victims to liquidate as many of their assets as they can into cash or into buying gold, silver, or precious met- other precious metals to protect their funds. Mm. They then arrange couriers to meet with the victims to pick up the cash or precious metals to keep it safe. Oh, dear. And I don't understand how people fall for this. However, in between January and June of last year, so that's the first six months of 2023, there were 19,000 complaints of scams with an estimated loss of $542 million from the victims. Wow. I mean, that's one of the cute things, isn't it? Currently, to sell all your stuff and buy gold. This is true. So, I mean, it's only one small step further to give it to this dude to hold for you. Wow. I Oh, people are gullible. They're, <laughs> they're unprepared for the, the, the modern scammer. Yeah. I mean, there's a list of items, uh, the things that you can tell, you're, you know, if you have parents or somebody you think might be vulnerable to this, mm. uh, such as the government and legitimate businesses will never request that you purchase gold or precious metals, <laughs> yeah. protect your personal information, do not click on pop-ups on your computer. Um, yeah, don't, it's a, don't it's a whole list. Your, yeah, don't answer your phone if it's, if it's from people that you don't know. Just don't bother. Right. <laughs> Odds are they're trying to take your money. Do not download software. Do not allow unknown people access to your computer. Microsoft will not call you. <laughs> yes, that's true. Microsoft <laughs> doesn't care about you. They will not call. And the final thing that I have, uh, an article called The Days of Darkness. Um, it's a. It's basically, I mean, it's a story about one woman, but it's, it's millions of people in the United States fall into the same type of thing. It's a story about falling into the QAnon trap. Yeah. Mm. It, it's an interesting read. Uh, there's a section called Down the Rabbit Hole, which goes into how they got to where they, they were. There was basically this family got so prepared for the end times. They were so sure that Trump was going to come in and clean up the government. And then when he didn't win the last election, they prepared for the worst. And COVID-19 didn't help. No. Um, they, they, there were preparations as in they would do – this family in particular would do what, – what's it called? Uh, like when you have a fire alarm go off so that you – Oh, uh, get, oh, fire drills. drills. Yeah, they, drill, they, they, a drill, they, yeah. They ran drills to prepare for that. Wow. Yes. So the nice. family had drills of filling the SUV full of the clothing and some food and guns so that they could then travel to one of their parents' houses and, and hole up there uh, because that parent had like a basement that was a viable as a living space. And they would <laughs> they would do drills of- nice. You know, getting the guns in the car and 
and apparently there was a power outage, and they thought that it was happening. Oh. Nice. <laughs> so they get out on That's the road, good, <laughs> and they see flashing lights down the road, and th- so they stop a little ways back, and the husband gets out and, like, quietly approaches the police. That's always a good idea. With a gun. Right. Oh. <laughs> and then he talks to the police and comes back, and he's like, he's he doesn't know what to do because the police told him that somebody just hit a transformer, mm-hmm. and that's why the power's out, and they'll get it back up shortly. And he didn't know whether or not to believe them. <laughs> I mean, once you go down the rabbit hole, like, yeah. who do you believe? Wow. Right? It's wow. A, it's Dang a it. crazy story. Hmm. I mean, is, is it something to do with the, the, the generation that actually had, you know, duck and cover, had drills in elementary school <laughs> to get under your desk and put your, you know... Kiss your ass goodbye things. And is maybe. It, maybe it, you know, it, it, it injured those people so much that uh, this is the result. You, you throw a little bit. It injured them so much that now their grandkids have to have active shooter drills once a month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cry me a river for duck and cover. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think I, we're doing the same thing to, to the kids nowadays that happened to these people is that we're, we're instilling this level of fear of the unknown into them that it's not healthy. That is true. Yeah. Well, when those kids for the duck and cover became adults, mm. zombie movies became much more acceptable in theaters because the, the whole idea of a People zombie apocalypse, it. it yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait for the new zombie movies to be coming out in, you know, five, <laughs> 10 years. They'll, they'll be yeah. more and more scary and excellent. Uh, it, it'll be more um, apocalyptic medical things yeah <laughs> it's very true very true <laughs> won't necessarily be zombies we actually have something to be afraid of so yeah i don't know oh, it'll be like you know covid 29 zombies or whatever <laughs> yeah doesn't just give you uh, the sniffles and a headache it turns your brain to mush who knows yeah i i mean i think the amount of trauma that people experience in their lives is underestimated and they react in ways based on the trauma that they experience, whether it's bad parents or duck and cover or COVID-19 or whatever the hell it is. So the ending of the story, if uh, I, I thought it was interesting, um, the wife gets out. Mm. She, she decides that she can't, she can't handle this anymore. Uh, realize she need to get out of, of the situation. And then later she spoke to her ex-husband and told him that she had just been vaccinated against mm. COVID-19 and she <laughs> could hear him crying over the phone and said, well, you're going to die within a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. It's an interesting read. It's a, uh, amazing. Sounds like sad times. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. And I mean, I guess we don't just have Trump to thank for the QAnon no. movement, but... No. Not just. But mostly. But mostly. <laughs> a lot of it. But yeah, but boo, for the guy who wants to institutionalize Trumpism, no. Yeah. Let's just yeah. let it go. We'll look back. We'll all agree that this was a wild fucking ride. <laughs> but we are ready to get off. Smooth waters ahead, please. Yeah. I'm too old to fight. I don't know. I- yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. I think it's it's about for the conspiracy theory people. It's about trying to wrestle a little bit of control out of uncontrollable situations, and the things that they do to wrestle the control are 
weird, but for them, it seems perfectly logical. <laughs> and we're all, we're the crazy ones. <laughs> all right. On yeah. that note, that's all I have. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, I'll give us a, a quick throwback grouse, because whenever I hear conspiracy theories, it springs to mind. Do you guys remember mm. when that son of a bitch had a, a a little talking appointment at the Comic-Con and pretended like it was <laughs> going to be about cryptozoology and it was about Jesus? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, that just steams my clams like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> to this day. I, yeah. It's like eight years ago. many years ago. I, I, mm, he'll pop into my head and I'll be like, oh, juice. Oh, I just want to squeeze your throat. <laughs> How could you do that? Yeah. He was a bad man. <laughs> yeah. But I did like the fact Jeez. that people called him out in, in the little in his little talk. Like, wait a second. The whole thing. <laughs> they were like, what are you talking about? You did a bad job with the AV equipment. Yep. Every part of this. It was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And then you're selling some weird book about how you saw like a alien bear with mange down in Maryland and it turned out to be an angel or something. <laughs> oh, man. That's not even a real cryptid. <laughs> a real cryptid. What am I talking about? <laughs> we should end the show. Uh, a throwback grouse. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think then that's all we're going to have for this week. Uh, we do want to thank our patrons for supporting our podcast, especially those of you who could be here tonight. <laughs> I'm going to read what the names are here. Uh, and I'm Jared, <laughs> a.k.a. Joshua, a big old grumpy wolf, Hesengexen, Hypatia, and the Mixed Breed, <laughs> also known as Grinch McScrewed. Uh, we really do appreciate the comments. I couldn't keep up this week, but uh, mm -hmm. I do appreciate what I was able to see. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, there are several ways that you can support it. You can sign up on our Patreon page and join them on our Discord channel. Again, you don't just uh, get the stuff during the show, but there's stuff posted in there um, all during the week that uh, actually a lot of it makes it into the show. So uh, it's, it's an interesting source of news. If you can't Join our Patreon. You could uh, share the podcast on social media or leave a review for us on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or by tweeting at ProfaneArg. And also, uh, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. It is a podcasting network. You can get to all the shows at soontobenamednetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. See you next Tuesday.